We've seen a huge boost in the interest towards women's rugby this year on the back of the Pearls gold medal success in Rio. That interest has extended to the 15 side of the sport and Louise Burrows, current Wallaroo hooker and prop, joins us this morning from training camp. Good morning, Louise. Thanks for making yourself available. I know you're stretching while you're on the phone to us. <laughs> Good morning. Nice to be here. I understand the next challenge for the Wallaroos is the three-game tour of New Zealand in October where you'll play one game against Auckland and then two against the Black Ferns. What's our record like against the Kiwis? Look, in uh, 14 test matches that we've played the Black Ferns, we've um, been unsuccessful in all of them. But the last time we played them in 2014, um, you know, we had a lot of girls make their debut for Australia and, you know, we're inching closer back then and we blooded a lot of new players. So I think um, the fact that we played two years ago at the World Cup as well and now, you know, we've had a reasonable preparation with the camp at the Gold Coast just three weeks ago. I think, um, you know, this is as good a time as any for us to um, really give it to the Black Ferns and, and see where, where we are at. Good to hear the rivalry is still strong. What's the vibe been like at training? How are you all preparing? Yeah, look, the camp was super competitive. You know, we all went there vying for a position in the touring squad to New Zealand. We went into camp at the Cold Coast with 35 girls and um, knowing that only 26 would be selected to tour. So everyone prepared as best they could for the camp. And then at camp, the coaches really um, tested us out, especially, um, you know, we packed a lot of scrums. So they were really challenging us front rowers. Um, with packing scrums and seeing who was, um, you know, better prepared to take on the black ferns in the set piece. And and I think, you know, everyone's come away from that camp knowing that we've been selected because we're the best in Australia. But I know myself, that's not enough for me. I want to go away and be the best in the world. So if you're going to take on the best in the world, you really need to prepare yourself to be better than them. So we're all working really hard in our own home states and We've got that great support. Um, Glenn Corcoran, who's our strength and conditioning coach, has been sending out our strength programs and our conditioning programs. So we're all, you know, doing what we can um, as individuals and with our girls in the squad from our own states to make sure that we're best prepared. The second game on the 22nd of October is going to be a double header at Eden Park. Are you looking forward to playing in front of a huge crowd? They're expecting over 30,000 people there. Yeah, look, this is a dream come true. You know, I made my test debut in 2001 against England and for myself, I've never had that opportunity to play in such a big, in front of such a big crowd. I think, you know, we had, um, 10,000 when we played France over in Paris for the World Cup and we had a huge audience on TV watching it live over there. But, um, to actually play at such a prestigious stadium as Eden Park and, and knowing that the Wallabies actually haven't had a great record there. <laughs> I'm hoping that um, we can turn the tables and actually, you know, really step it up and, and embrace that, you know, that pressure and the, and the crowd. I think for us it'll be something that, you know, is really new to, to most of us and, and I think it gives us that opportunity to sort of prove that under pressure we can, we can perform. And, and, you know, for myself, I've got friends and family coming over and obviously want to be able to um, perform well in front of them as well. Louise, it's Kate here. I'm, I'm a bit curious um, to know for you personally, you've been playing this sport at such a high level for a very long time and it, we all know how physically demanding it is, even just as spectators. Um, 
what do you attribute your longevity to in such a such a demanding sport? Um, I think, you know, it's about ticking all the boxes. I think obviously, you know, I had a few years off having my children, they're 18 months apart. So I ended up, I think it was three years off rugby and, and it probably was a nice little break to, um, have a focus on, on something else. And, um, you know, it sort of has given me that balance in my life. Whereas before I had kids, you know, obviously went to work, but everything was rugby where now, you know, my life is focused a lot on rugby, but I can't fail it being a mum or a mm. wife and you know I've got to make sure that the household is really happy and and everything is flowing nicely there but it's about you know I have a weekly sports massage I do a session once a week with my physio Christian Waller who you know I do he releases any tight areas plus I do a lot of activation so glute activation and core and then you know I do my weights I do my running and so that I'm not running every day I um, do some RPM classes. I do some core and flexibility sessions as well. So it's about just making sure that, you know, my program is periodized to make sure that, you know, I'm increasing muscle mass. I'm maintaining or increasing strength, but I'm also increasing my fitness, but making sure that I'm fitting in the recovery. And that, that bit is hard sometimes, but I think, um, to keep myself going at 38 years of age, mm. Um, you know, those things are really important. Mm. And you're stretching now, which is good. <laughs> yes. Louise, it's Joanna. Yeah. Um, we've, we talk a lot on this, this program and we've spoken today about, uh, about changing sort of pay and conditions in women's sport. Uh, we spoke about the, the netball deal earlier. You've been involved uh, at this high level for such a long time. What are some of the changes you've seen um, as a Wallaroo and what, what would you like to see next? Oh, look, you know, I think there has been periods of where we haven't had a test match in between World Cups. So, you know, we play a World Cup four years later, we play our next, next test match. So I think things are changing. The AAU were trying to get us more, more games. So our last test match was at the World Cup in 2014 and we're playing again two years later, which is great. It's a great step in the right direction, but we really need more test matches. We've got the talent, we've got so much skill and ability, but without test matches, it's really hard to be competitive on the world stage at a World Cup. So for us to be the best team that we can be and, and have that great success that the Aussie Sevens girls have had, you know, you look at all the games they get to play on the World Series, you know, they're professional athletes and the results that they've achieved. If we can get more test matches, then I think that we will have some great success as well. So for, for us to um, be competitive, it's, you know, unfortunately, I don't think there will come a time in the near future that we'll be professional um, and perhaps not while I'm still playing the game, but it would be great to get a little bit more support um, you know, with training and things if we could because, you know, we, we pay to train. Unlike the men, they're paid to train. So, um, you know, it's tough. And for myself, uh, as a school teacher, I get, yes, lots of holidays throughout the year, but it's when school holidays are on. So for myself going to this tour in New Zealand, I'll be taking two weeks leave without pay from my job to play for my country. And, you know, my kids still need to be fed. I need to pay a mortgage. And I'm just really fortunate that I've got a supportive husband. And, you know, it, it doesn't mean that we do it easy. And 
we won't struggle, but at the same time, it would be great if I didn't have to actually um, lose money to play for my country. Hey, Louise, uh, Sam here. Look, just taking you back to the Nationals, which were a couple of months ago, uh, I know talking to a few of the Sydney Uni girls, it was a pretty gruelling schedule in terms of games you played. Can you just run us through that schedule and how the final against Sydney Uni has prepared you for the upcoming Test matches? Yeah, look, the, the Nationals is pretty tough um, in that we actually play four games in three days. The, the first day, they're only 20-minute half, so really it's like a full game of rugby but split into two games. So... Um, that's pretty tough in itself, though, that quick turnaround in a game to recover and then step up again. And, you know, usually the way the, the Nationals are formatted is the games get harder as you go along. So as you get fatigued, it actually does get tougher. But it's everyone's at the same level, fatigued. And, um, you know, they know that the next game is going to be that little bit harder. For us, for ACT, you know, we had a really young team, Um and a really talented team, I must say, and mixed with that experience. And to step up against Sydney, you know, we knew it was going to be a hard challenge and we were, we were confident that we could do the job, but, you know, they're, they're very experienced across the whole park. And, you know, I think it was 10-3 at half time and then they ran away with it in, in the second half. But, you know, the physicality is stepping up each time at nationals and even our local competitions. You know, for us, um, we finished our local competition, you know, quite a while ago now. But, you know, the physicality out there is stepping up. The talent and the skill is improving each year. I think, um, you know, the numbers are increasing, which means that it's more competitive. And, and hopefully that has, um, you know, put us in a good position leading up to the test matches in New Zealand. We mentioned the Rugby Sevens team success leading to more exposure for you guys and I'm pretty sure that you guys have strong ties between the 15s and 7s sides. Is there a little bit of resentment for you not jumping over to the 7s bandwagon when that was first introduced? No, for myself, not so much at my age. It would be really, really <laughs> challenging to try to. I think if that opportunity was around when I was, say, 18 and I was a front row, perhaps I would probably, you know, change the way I trained and perhaps tried to go down that avenue. I think most young girls now at 16, 17, 18, even younger, you know, they've got these dreams now. I can be an Olympian. So they will probably look more at that sevens format of the game. But then, you know, we definitely need the 15s format. And, you know, rugby is always, whether you're male or female, has always promoted that rugby is a game for everybody, all shapes and sizes. And, and I think sevens is a little bit, different to that and I think the 15s game you know needs to stay needs to grow but due to the sevens it's helping the 15s grow you know our club side have got so many young girls wanting to come and play rugby and because our local competition is predominantly in the 15s format they are playing 15s and that's helping their sevens because they're um they're having to be physical make all those tackles in the 15s and then when they come to sevens you know they've they've got that skill and mix that with their speed and um you know they they've got probably a really good skill set going into the sevens. Louise, good luck over in New Zealand. We look forward to following the Wallaroos journey leading up to next year's World Cup in Ireland. Great. Thanks for having me.